Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions round the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. podcast where we talk about all things Disney and everything new that's going on in Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and whatever else we can come up with. Uh, we've got a smaller cast tonight, uh, myself, Milford, and Melanie. Hello. Adrienne. Hello. And from Claire out in the West Coast, Jessica. Hey, guys. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, some events that are happening at Disneyland, and uh, Jessica is going to fill us in on all those things that are going on currently. Yeah, so it's kind of exciting to be uh, a Disneyland pass holder this year and the last few years because they're really trying to step up their um, seasonal events, um, especially in California Adventure, because... In the past, there wasn't really a ton going on for a whole month at a time. So right now, actually, this weekend started the first of the 2018 seasonal events, which is the Lunar New Year celebration. Um, and this is kind of interesting timing because it started right after Paradise Pier closed to start construction. So on one side of the bay, you have this huge festival going on, and then the other side of the bay is just walls. So it's kind of it's kind of weird next to each other, but... Um, it's at least putting some more excitement back into California Adventure because it's kind of dead right now with all the construction. Um, and for the the Lunar Celebration, it's the Year of the Dog, so they have a lot of special merchandise for this year. They're selling plates um, with some pretty rare Disney dogs that aren't often on merchandise, like Percy from Pocahontas, um, 101 Dalmatians. So those are going up pretty fast. And then they have you know the usual t-shirts and, and paper lanterns you can buy um, and then other events in the the festival they have tons of musicians and dancers perform Mulan and Mushu lead a parade through the pier um, and then Mulan has her own meet and greet area set up which is pretty awesome because she's in the the fantasy fair sometimes which is where you can go meet the princesses in Disneyland but She's definitely not a regular, um, and I think any opportunity for her to get more FaceTime is awesome because she's just a very cool princess. Um, but the the number one draw to the festival are all of the food carts where they have um, snacks and beverages, desserts, and sometimes even full meals. Um, and this year they have Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese food that you can choose from in, in the different kiosks. Um, and I'll be going there in about a week and a half to check it out so I can give a recap or something. But um, when you're done with the festival and you've explored everything, 
what you're supposed to do is go to what they call the lucky wishing wall, which is this huge wall with um, lanterns. And you, you write down a wish and you kind of stick it into the wall and it's supposed to bring you good fortune and hopefully your wish will come true during the year of the dog. So um, that is the festival. This is the second or third year in a row, I believe, that they've had this festival and it lasts for almost a month, um, which is pretty long for Disneyland because they tend to have just like a one night event instead of a more sustained event. Um, and I wanted to ask, in, in Epcot and the China Pavilion, do they do anything for Lunar New Year, or is it not really much of an event in, in Disney World? I don't remember seeing anything go on at Epcot uh, during that time, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, because I don't usually go that time of year. But mm -hmm. uh, Well, yeah, I'll be curious. It seems like every year the, the Disneyland Lunar New Year gets more and more popular. So I'm curious to see if that draws enough attention. Maybe the the China Pavilion, if they don't already, um, will start doing more because um, people get really excited about the opportunity to to have a festival. So, um, and then the other festival that starts pretty much as soon as the Lunar New Year one ends uh, is Food and Wine, and this is something that is fairly new to California Adventure. It's the second annual one. And it goes for a month and a half from March 2nd through April 12th. And um, the twist on this one is that it's all California food and wine. It's supposed to be a celebration of the Golden State. So um, they have food kiosks with all kinds of California-inspired snacks and, you know, the typical stuff with a festival. But they also have seminars where you can learn how to cook. And then there's, there's wine-tasting seminars. There's junior chef seminars for little kids. They have celebrity chefs come in and cook for an audience at the Hyperion Theater. Um, and then you can also reserve special dinners where you can have um, like flights of beer or special wines that are chosen to kind of go with the festival. Um, and it's basically just a celebration of culinary achievement in California. And um, this is one I haven't been to this before, so I can't say how awesome it is, but I do know um, that it's all over Instagram every year when it comes up. So I think it's pretty popular. Um, and I'll, most of this is free for Lunar New Year and uh, food and wine. You don't have to buy a separate ticket to go in. But for anything like a seminar or a wine tasting or anything that's not just kind of on the main square, you do have to buy a separate ticket. So those events are smaller and um, there's something that you have to kind of plan in advance. Yeah, I was um, actually there for the uh, Wine and Food Festival last year because we were there over... March 16th, 17th, and 18th last year. Oh, and, that's right. I forgot about that. I thought it was good, though it... My only complaint was, you know, we go to Disney World and, and everything has its flow, you know. Everything is laid out and you walk up to the booth, you pay the register, and you walk around and get your food. It, it was kind of weird at California Adventure. It, it wasn't laid out as efficient, I, I would mm. say. It, it seemed to be that sometimes it seemed like it was just kind of thrown together. Now, I didn't have that problem at any of the just drink booths. So, like, the beer tasting booths and the wine tasting booths, that didn't seem to be a problem. But at the food booths, it did. I did mm -hmm. like the fact that, you know, they really do try to represent things from California. So, most of the beers there were either from the northern california region or from the southern california region then all the wines were pretty much from california 
So yeah, that, that is I, I did cool. find that that was pretty cool, and it, it looked like I did. We didn't do any of the seminars, but mm -hmm. I mean, I noticed that it seemed like they were pretty comparable price to what they do in Disney World at Epcot. So, so does the Epcot Food and Wine Festival have a theme or a region, or is it kind of more mixed because it's in the World Showcase? They usually it's have, international, yeah. Yeah, the, it's yeah. international, but they usually pick something that year like one year it was cranberries so when right. you walk down the promenade there was a big huge cranberry bog in the middle of the the promenade as you walk down towards world showcase oh no kidding with people walking around and it raking whoa really <laughs> and then people out there standing there handing out craisins so that was kind of cool uh i don't remember does every pavilion do something or is it just a couple no just a couple i mean they don't all do they don't all take over what the the the, the featured no, food the, is so yeah the kiosks each pavilion will have its own kiosk yeah. though, that has its a, right. you know, a signature food item but then peppered in between will be additional countries that aren't in world showcase so scotland will have its own booth and not necessarily in the uk so don't think that geographically yeah kiosks are going to be near because yeah, greece, <laughs> greece is clear up on the promenade as well exactly. as iceland it's so scotland <laughs> that's cool though so so countries that aren't normally featured you'll get to you know stop and have the cuisine and they have seminars as well well i don't know where they're going to put them after they take over that pavilion the festival pavilion but yeah i don't know because that's going to be a restaurant soon so yeah. i don't know what they're going to do as far as where they're going to host seminars and things like that in the future, but who knows, maybe they're building a new building for it. And I guess that would be the other difference. You know, the the Epcot Wine and Food Festival is based around countries where the California Adventure California. Food and Wine Festival is pretty much based around regions of California. Right. Yeah. So which And how which long was cool. does the food and wine run for? Because the one in the West Coast is about six weeks, so it's not super long. Yeah, the Forever. one the one in Epcot <laughs> runs for ninety days now. It used to be about I think it began at it about It used to be forty five. No, it yeah, used to be forty five. Sixty was a lot. Yeah, and then we thought yeah. sixty was a lot, and then they went to seventy five and I think this year it's ninety. Wow. You know, and then if you add to the fact that they have the food kiosks now for the art festival and they they've had the, the food festival. And they've had the food kiosk for flower and garden. I just don't think they ever take the food kiosks in anymore. No. I think, like, <laughs> I think most maybe. of them stay up. Exactly. Like six days in the middle of the summer. Because they use they them for away. Christmas. They use them and for the Christmas season. And they'll just put t-shirts on them, them for them the or art something. Season. Yeah, they, <laughs> they use them for the flower thing. Yeah. Yeah, because they have four festivals in Epcot now. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Counting holidays, yes. Yeah. So what are the other festivals? Well, you have the arts festival that's going on right that's now. That's in January. Yeah. Then right. spring, spring will have flower and garden. Right. Fall will have the international food and wine festival, and then what did they call it for the holidays? Holidays around the world. Holidays around uh, the world. Thank you. I was drawing a blank on that one. And that's yes. more than just like decor. They have special events and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's like food. Oh cool. But Lots they always food, have food. They have little. They have people that come out and do the celebratory person of their country, you know, that's supposed to represent Christmas. Papa Noel or yeah, Father Christmas or will come a, out. Yeah, That's cool. 
Yeah. Or they'll, you know, they'll have their own version of carolers. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So lots of festivals. So what mm-hmm. else is going on in Disneyland? Well, the the other uh, thing on my list of kind of upcoming events is Disneyland has just kicked off um, a new series called Disneyland After Dark. And each is a one night ticketed event with a different theme. And they had the first one this month, which was throwback night. Basically, what was open would be like kind of the original attractions. And people were encouraged to dress up in like 50s and 60s outfits. They had photo stations everywhere with old Corvettes and the old marquees. So you could take pictures. And they had um, jazz bands playing. And they had special merchandise and stuff. But what's pretty surprising for a one-night event, especially at Disneyland, is that it did not sell out. And the main reason is it was $95 a person and it was only, I think, five hours as opposed to like Mickey's Halloween party, which is eight hours in the park. And people just kind of felt like it really wasn't worth the price because it was limited attractions basically in just Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and I think Frontierland. Um, So most of the park was just shut down and even though there was merchandise that you could buy or there was a band playing, it kind of seemed like a lot of money for that sort of event. So I'll be curious to see how they modify the series um, in the future. They haven't announced event number two yet. And my guess is they're going to heavily rework it. You know, it's Disney, so I don't think they're going to lower the price. But I wouldn't be surprised if they boosted the offerings because it really didn't sell out. Which, like for Mickey's Halloween Party, for example, those things sell out in July or August for the busy nights. So. It, I was really surprised to see that even day of, they were still selling tickets. Wow. And there was no annual pass holder discount either, so people were just kind of put off by it, I think. That's not to say, I mean, people that went still enjoyed it, but it definitely wasn't a draw to the masses. It was really for a select group of people that would want to go, you know? Mm. Which kind of feeds into the whole, people say that Disney, especially Disneyland, is pretty elitist because they have such expensive after-hours events and... It's kind of hard to refute that when they have something like that, so. Yeah. I don't know. Does the Magic Kingdom, other than Mickey's Halloween party and the Christmas party, do they have any after-hours events like that? They tried this after-hour thing yeah, for Disney a while where you paid an extra fee to be in the park till like 3 in the morning. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it did very well. It's still I running. Don't... Is it still running? And is it a party or is it just extra hours? No, it's just extra hours. hours. It's three hours past park closed. Yeah. And not everything's open, I don't think, either. Right. Just when you think about how much you spend to to get there and the hotels and then just your park ticket, an extra $95 just seems like just that much too much. Yeah. You know? In the 20 years I've been going, the only other foray into a actual party type thing they tried was uh, the Pirates and Princess Nights, which were yeah. in like May, June, and July. And those actually did pretty well, but they only did them for one year. It was They did that right after the first pirate movie came out. Ah. And was that just encouraging people to dress up in, in pirate costumes and oh, then yeah. having like, bands or something? Yeah. I mean, they had mm-hmm. a special parade for it uh, that oh, was fun. all pirates and all princesses. Um, and there were a ton of people dressed up, even as hot as it was. I walked, watched several people walking around <laughs> with what appeared to be curtains hanging off of them. <laughs> I was not one of them because I was not going to dress up in that heat. That was just too hot. 
Yeah. Oh, that gets hard with the Halloween party sometimes. The, yeah. the one I went to last year, it was a, over 100 degrees. Oh. Oh, God. You must have went That's in like September. Christopher dressed it up. was we the first it. the first week in October. Oh, yeah. Christopher hated Christopher. I was there the last weekend in, our, in September, and it was profusely hot. Oh, it's awful. It's worse than, like, July. The, the early fall is so much worse. And Disney World has been having the after-hours DVC parties. I know they're different than hard-ticketed events, but they do have some neat events that go on, you know, when they had the nighttime safari the other year. And then last night they had one over at Magic Kingdom that had a whole host of retro characters that you yeah. never see anymore. You know, they had Robin Hood, Robin Friar Tuck. <laughs> oh, really? And Prince John. <gasps> I Adrian, know. you must have been dying. Yeah, a little bit. A little, <laughs> little bit. I have those pictures of me with Prince John at different ages growing up. So I was like, I want to be there. Because <laughs> you never see Prince John anymore. But nope. so no. they do have some, the DVC events are usually after hours. But those are a little bit different than just open to the public ticketed event. So anything else, Jessica? That's it for, for the major upcoming events. Um, I think everybody's just anxiously waiting for all the construction walls to come down, which I talked about before. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> Disneyland you know, construction lasts six months and you guys are back ah, as walls. And we've been enduring construction for years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no end inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, people didn't care that much until it blocked the view of the castle from Main Street mm -hmm. and then everybody just went nuts. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because they, they have walls down there. Mickey hat, okay? <laughs> they, have, they have walls down the middle of Main Street right now, don't they? They do, yeah. Because they're redoing they're the track. They're replacing the track, so they have them on either side of it. And um, I mean, if you're standing in front of the castle, you can see it completely unobstructed. But walking down the street, it's cut off about halfway down. Oh, uh, I think yeah. in Disney World, we had two vacations straight where there were cranes. In every one of our castle pictures. Yeah, the the one time I went to Disney World, there's a huge crane yes. in the back. I think they it's just leave it there. And they just, it's retract. It must be retractable, and they can just store it in the utilidors because it <laughs> pops up, and sometimes it pops up, and in midday it's gone again. Yeah, uh, they have so the, I think they have a crane now that they can actually take down during the day, so it's not because they had a lot of people complaining about that. I don't mind castle crane, but. It comes oh. and goes so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Castaway Crane over on Castaway Key. So. <laughs> oh, I've never seen the Castaway Key crane. Oh, it's not really a crane. It's more like a cherry picker that the crew like members a, use yeah. for, for maintenance. So, but we call it Castaway Crane when because, they put up their you know, Christmas decorations. <laughs> they, yeah, and they do you know exterior ship maintenance with it. So it, it's really just the cherry picker that we call Castaway Crane just because it has Castle Crane as its little sister over yonder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you guys need cranes over in Disneyland. They're fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really want that, so I'm going to hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think it's just the height difference in the castles. You guys might not need them. Probably, honestly, probably oh, not because it's so short, but... Um, I anticipate we'll get some cranes as they work on like the Incredicoaster and, and then um, Fun Wheel and that kind of stuff. But at least it's not right behind the castle. Oh, is that what the coaster's getting renamed to? The Incredicoaster? Yeah. Oh, 
Instead of um, California screaming, the whole you start in the Incredibles house, and Edna is responsible for babysitting for Jack Jack, and he escapes. So that's how it yeah, okay. starts. There, there's okay. a flaw here. Could Jack Jack really get away from Edna mode? No. <laughs> I mean, really. There's the flaw right there. We can stop know, right there. That would they must not have been happen. like, how can we get Edna into this story? Because people will go mental if she's not in it. <laughs> yeah, they will. As well they should, but Jack Jack could not escape from Let's Edna. Let's make it real. She must, it must be part of her plan. So from what I understand, each time you're in one of the covered tunnels, one of the family members will do some kind of trick as you pass by, and like they're reaching for Jack-Jack or something. That's There are not a lot of concept images for it out yet, but that's kind of the basic plot right. that I know. So no more Neil Patrick Harris, huh? No, which I'm kind of sad about, because <sighs> he was so mean. He'd say, not ready, too bad, and then he'd send you yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one but... part I liked about that coaster. Yeah. That, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, we, sure. We, we look forward to your construction walls coming down soon, too, as well. Uh, when are yours going to finally start uh, coming down? Who knows? After uh, well, the 50th? Toy Story is supposed to be this year, right? Really? Yeah. This summer. Toy Story Land is supposed to open this summer. Wow. Well, now we're hearing it's probably going to be closer to October or November. Are people excited about that, or are they kind of like, eh, whatever? I, I think it's mixed feelings. I think there are think people that are excited, excited about it, ago. and there's people that aren't so excited about it. Yeah. You know? I think people I think we'll are excited more excited full... about Star Wars. Well, yeah. I, again, I was excited years ago when they announced it, but it just seems like it's this never-ending, not-gonna-get-here thing. I'm like, can we have it already? But... I don't know. I think it'd be nice to have the full park open again. I think even two years ago when we started this podcast, we were already construction weary back then. Well, we've been construction <laughs> and, weary for over six years, seven years. Since fantasy. Fantasyland. I mean, I know Walt said that it would never be finished, but I think they're taking it a little too literally. Too extreme, yeah. It, it needs to be finished. We need to have a complete park for, you know, give us a year or two with all of the parks complete where if I take my family there, I'm not going to run into construction walls. I don't mind seasonal refurbs, but give me a, a, a wall-free vacation. Yeah. So is Animal Kingdom the only one without a major construction project right now? Or do they... Yeah, now that or, Pandora's done. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Or does the Magic Kingdom have one or no? Wow. They're redoing it some will. of the stores on Main Street, aren't they? Yeah. And they're going to be doing some things before the 50th. I, I just don't think yeah. people are feeling it yet. Mm. So those two are done now, but Pandora was going on. That construction was going on for so long. But the really... And the Magic Kingdom had that big hub thing that was going on for a yeah, long time. That, that finally fit that forever. That took like a year and a half because, you know, they put the new spires in front of the castle. That took right. like six months. And then they decided to take out all of that water and those channels or canals mm -hmm. and fill it in with which, dirt I mean, and make all that grass which, space. Which, okay, that's right. great. It gives more people places to stand. But which they holy needed. Holy cow. It took yeah. forever. Can we talk about the mess that was Disney Springs for forever? Oh, yeah. Well, <gasps> that's a whole other story. 
And it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. terrible. Driving to Disney Springs is my least favorite part of any time we've been down there. Ugh. It's like driving in Miami. It's terrible. It, just, you know, I would park. I would probably pay to park at a resort and... <laughs> and bustle. Or pay to park at a park and then go pay to park at Epcot and come through and take a boat or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It is so awful parking over there. I, I don't even like riding the buses there because the buses, it seems like that is the worst loop. It is. And I had clients that drove there. Uh, they were on mm. property and they decided, well, we're going to drive over to Disney Springs because we don't want to be tied to the buses because they knew how bad they were. And especially from Saratoga. And they're like, it's because they're like, yeah, they had to park in the ground parking lot because both parking garages were full. That was us last time. I mean, they December. had they had okay. barricades in front of the parking garage that says, "Sorry, we're full." I've never seen that. But yeah, it's okay, so our there's mind. some good restaurants there. I will give it that. But ninety percent of the shopping there is something that I can go up to exactly. the Mega Mall, yes. and shop at all of those places. I can get it at the Florida Mall. I can get it here. I think it's some a combination. of that. Because you don't have to pay to get in, and yeah. the parking is for now is still free. Um, so there is an element of locals, especially if you're there on the weekends. But it doesn't seem to be mitigated by weekday, like it, the middle no. of the weekday. It's no, still bad. It's still bad. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but Disneyland's I... downtown Disney is like that, where you don't need a ticket to get in, and parking can be really hard, but. It really drops off during the week because I think it's like yeah. as soon as the bars open and it's at night and the weekends, a lot of locals flood in. And this, mm-hmm. it's not to say it's not crowded because it is, but it's not the same. You can tell when the locals right. come in. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I just think it's a. Di- it's different now that Disney Springs is there. It's it, there's even more people, and I enjoy the different eateries. I think that's kind of neat. But we were shopping around going. We have this store. We have this store. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have that at home. Like, if I, don't... I don't like this, can I exchange this back at home if something's wrong yeah. with it? Because we have the store. So I, yeah. I think that was a little... And maybe they were trying for universal appeal, but I was hoping for more unique places. It's yes. less Disney, more it is gutter. More yeah. retail. It's retail. Yeah. And it's, you know, Little Mismatch was a store that they used to have there. That it is a franchise store, but it is not widespread. Yeah. And it's the place where you can get the funky mismatched socks. And my daughter went gaga in that place. And it's gone now. And it had and a that fit was a unique... there, though. It had a unique fit to the place, though. It, it really it did. And it was it it was quirky and unique and fun. And you could go in there and have a good time. And, and it was part experience. And it was not something that we have at home. Yeah. And they don't have it there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the you are ha, have been taken. So I, I wish that that was a little bit more present in the Disney Springs design. But oh well. Are, th- are there any attractions there, or is it just shopping and restaurants? It's uh, pretty much shopping and restaurants. I mean, now that yeah. Cirque du Soleil is gone, because Disneyland's downtown Disney just opened a Star Wars virtual reality experience and it's kind of the first oh, they have that at disney springs yeah disney well. springs has that too yeah okay it's on the back side of uh uh once upon a toy if i remember correctly 
I can't remember. Yeah. But it opened like two days before the yeah. movie came out, I think. Yeah. And the pricing's pretty attractive on it. Yeah, it's not bad. Because I may actually yeah. go try it out Friday. <laughs> we considered it. If I can get over there. But Ooh, then, but then by it. yourself, you got to find three other people that want to go do it because you really need four people, apparently. Oh, really? To do it. Yeah. So I'm hoping I can show up and there's a random three-person group that wants a fourth. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. So some other happenings. Moving on from construction and. Because I think we pretty much beat that. <laughs> uh, t uh, today there was a post that came out uh, on uh, a couple of the social media areas, Facebook and Twitter, uh, <laughs> about uh, the decapitated animatronic for Ursula at Disney's California Adventure. And um, the auctioneer at Disneyland Paris, too. And the auctioneer <laughs> at Disneyland Paris. All in the same day. Coincidence? <laughs> Uh, and this watching this video is very odd because Ursula's just singing along, and here she is with her head hanging out of her neck by the cables that are, you know, that drive her, all the animatronics in her face. So pretty odd looking. <laughs> uh, I, I guess you know they're they're saying in this article that uh, people were ushered off the ride, and uh, employees looked very concerned. That uh, kids had actually seen Ursula decapitated, uh, and in the in the video that's on it, you can hear the eight-year-old kid saying, "It's broken." <laughs> so that was that was pretty odd. Magic is ruined. But it's just funny that somebody posted that, and then not just like an hour and a half later, somebody posted from Disneyland Paris that. The auctioneer's head was hanging by the cable as well. <laughs> so, uh, some other news that came out this week: they're uh, expanding the, or they're going to extend the uh, Star Wars Day at Sea cruises for another year into 2019. There are nine of them next year. They don't go all the way into April. They stop on March 2nd. <clears throat> And there's a mixture of Western and Eastern Caribbean cruises that these are on, sailing from Port Canaveral on the Disney Fantasy. And yours truly will actually be on this cruise starting next Saturday, or this coming Saturday. So uh, in a week and a few days, I'll fill you all in on all the happenings with the Star Wars Day at Sea. I'm looking forward to it. It's, looks like a really good time. So um, what are all the options for Days at Sea? Because there's Marvel Day at Sea, there's Star Wars. Are there any other ones? Uh, right now, I think that's the only two. Yeah. And so what does that mean exactly? Well, during the Star Wars Days at Sea, it basically... Now, I'm speaking only from what I know from some people I know that went on it last year. Uh, there's a broadcast that comes over the TV in the morning in your stateroom. And last year it was Darth Vader, and it was a video of him on the bridge of the ship with a bunch of stormtroopers with their guns pointed at the crew saying that they've taken over the ship. Uh, 
and then the video proceeds from there but basically it's just a really long day of uh character greetings uh they have some shows they'll have a show up on the uh stage on the upper deck at the kids pool that they do where all the characters come out and there's uh pyrotechnics with it uh they actually do fireworks with a show that they do at night so that's a little confusing to me because i'm wondering if they'll also do fireworks for the pirates night which happens to be the next night because uh, usually when we've been on new year's cruises they do fireworks for new year's they don't do fireworks for the pirate show so huh. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there uh, they have a show they do in the theater that evening. So it, it's just a really, it's just a day full of Star Wars stuff. Star Wars stuff. And sometimes they have uh, people uh, from the movie on there, actual stars. Now, I don't know. I did not hear who was on it last week, if there was anybody. I know the Star StarWars.com uh, Star Wars show guys were on there last week, but I didn't see in their video them saying anybody anything about anybody being on the ship. So, hmm. um, so that's what I know about the Star Wars Day at Sea. Now, Marvel so, Day at Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, so basically, like, if you were recommending this for, say, some of your clients or anything, it would it be more geared towards, like, the Star Wars super fan or, like... I, I, Kids I would that say, are getting into it. I would say both. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, because there'd be something there for everybody. The kids that like Star Wars, the the super fans like me that have been watching this since, you know, it started in 1977. Uh, I, I, I think there'll be something there for everybody because it's got a good mix of uh, all the different generations of Star Wars. Awesome. Uh, oh, and the other thing they added this year is they actually do a BB-8 race in the atrium. So what? they give you a giant, three-foot-tall remote control BB-8, and you have and you race against five other people. Okay, that's adorable. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of anxious to see that one. And if it's the little BB-8s that we bought our kids for Christmas on Black Friday this year? Oh, no, these are the ones on Saturday. Okay, are they good deal ones? Yeah, they're not the little one-foot-tall okay. ones. These are like... These are like two or two and a half feet tall. Not quite as big <laughs> as the real one from the movie, but pretty close. So, wow, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, and then they also extended Marvel Day at Sea will return in, in uh, 2019 from January to March as well. It ends March 8th, starts January 6th, and pretty much there's a Marvel Day at Sea cruise every week every week and a half uh those are on five night western caribbean cruises out of miami and five night five night bohemian cruises out of miami and again it'll okay. be the similar thing a lot of marvel characters during the day and shows uh that uh they will do in the evening and during the day up on deck for those characters as well so I know some of the videos I've seen, Captain America's there. They have somebody dressed up as Black Widow, and I guess she looks almost a uh, dead second for uh, Black Widow from the movie. Uh, somebody dressed up as Hawkeye. Somebody in an Iron Man costume. 
which oh, that's is cool. pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking in a couple of years if they're still doing these, this one's going to have to get added to my list. Even though I'm not a real big fan of sailing out of Miami, but uh, it may get added to the list of things for me to do. So, but that's and those are only seven night cruises. Is that right? No, the Marvel Day at Seas are only five night. Okay. The Star Wars Day at Seas are all sevens. I couldn't remember. Yeah. And now that. Disney owns the rights to a few more Marvel things like the X-Men and Deadpool and yeah let's hope they don't screw that one up um, and um, uh, what's the one I'm missing Deadpool, X-Men oh Fantastic Four oh right so who knows you may see some of those additional characters on the ship as well so yeah, it's odd that they have this on the. Um, is this on the Magic? Yes, this is on the Disney Magic. It's odd that they have this on the Disney Magic because the Disney Magic is actually the one that has the kids area that's Star Wars. <laughs> the Dream has the kids area that's Marvel. No, that's not right. <laughs> I've got that messed up. The Dream has the Star Wars stuff. Fantasy, the Magic has the Marvel stuff. So that one is right. I'm trying to keep it straight You're in my head. You're supposed to know this stuff. No yeah, worry. I know. I, I keep trying to keep it straight in my head. But again, it's going, in, it's going in dry dock right now. So who knows what it's going to be when it comes back out. Right. Anyway. Well, I'm interested in this. Those are... Um, you'll have to let us know how they are. Cause yeah, I'm I will let you guys myself. know in two weeks how the Star Wars one is for sure. And I'll come back with lots of pictures. Watch my blog, uh, MilfordHutzel.com. I'll have a lot of pictures up, hopefully, when I get off the boat. So, Sorry, guys, right. I don't pay for the data plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's too stinking expensive. How bad is it? It's like $100 for like 2 gig. Oh wow! Yeah, it's. I don't know. We haven't been in. We haven't. We actually haven't been on a cruise now for almost four years. So, and that's bad considering my wife and I were doing a cruise every year for a while. <laughs> so, it would be nice getting back on a boat. I think that was part of our reasoning for doing a seven day instead of the three night because. It was going to be too short being on a three night. So, anyway, that's all there is on that. So, I think we'll sign off for this evening. Uh, you can look in the show notes to find uh, everybody's uh, social media accounts for uh, myself, Jessica, Adrian, Crystal. And Melanie and RJ, the pirate, who isn't here this evening. He's feeling a little under the weather. Uh, so, until next week, we'll sign off for now. Good night, everybody. Uh. 
follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.